Hello and welcome to day two of Podmas. As we've mentioned before, Podmas is essentially 25 days of us, you lucky bastards, where we get slightly drunk and then just get on the microphone. Is that- Speaking of getting slightly drunk, one of the things that I love about the Balkans and actually just living and working abroad in general is when you have neighbours, they're very welcoming and they invite you round. We just went to see our lovely neighbour, Marina, because she has done a solid day by helping us with the older police station visit mm-hmm. for the visa. Um, so Glad we went you said for the visa rather than... For the visa, yeah. To, not for to the illegal the activity that happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if you're listening, Croatian government, there was no illegal activity. No That's illegal a joke. activity. Joke. Joke I have. Um... What was I saying? Yeah, so we took her, we took her a bit of cake, some flowers to say thank you. And she's like, come in, sit down, have a rakia. And we did, and we had two, and now we're back enjoying our favourite festive cocktail. If you're a Podmas, cheers, Givoli. If you're a Podmas loyalist, then you will know last year we coined what we think we coined our own cocktail called a Rudolph, which is um, Prosecco and Campari. Oh. Now, Leanne says Prosecco oh. like she's a fancy... Fucking like she's a basic white bitch. <laughs> really, Prosecco's about eight euros. Leanne's gone and bought some sparkling German wine that's about a euro a bottle. I'm pretty sure the actual glass and the top of the bottle cost more than the actual bottle. It was two euros fifty, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I bought it as an experiment to see if you could taste the difference and you couldn't. So <laughs> why pay more if you can't tell? <laughs> Well, slightly disappointing is my dad is a wine journalist for some uh, some quite major publications around the UK. And then I hope he never listens to this, that we're drinking. Your basically. dad doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> we'd, know, we'd know he'd have some feedback for us already. He, he absolutely did. would. Wine, from, Yeah, drinking wine from a box. Okay, so um, let's just talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is, do you know? Yes. Are you thinking about it? Yes. Do you want some time? Shall I fill in with um, like some interpretive Do dance? Do some sound or effects. Bring you sound effects. Um, hang on, uh, Leanne. What are we talking about today? That's crickets. It doesn't really sound like crickets. <laughs> so if you're wondering how we do this, then uh, then it's a Rodecaster Pro Two. Um, about six, about six hundred quid, and <laughs> it's worth it just for those two buttons alone. Um, but I had to pay for it myself. <laughs> anyway, show, <laughs> show, sure. I tell you what, we we have never got off track so quickly in a podcast episode. We're three minutes and forty seconds in, and I don't think we've even told them what we're going to talk about today. I blame Marina Arakia. We yes, today, we are talking about, so yesterday we mentioned, we're starting this podmas talking about things we wish we'd have known before we lived and worked abroad. And as I mentioned, we reached out to some of our former guests and the lovely Melissa. Mm. If you don't remember, I'm sure you do. Melissa was like the OG digital nomad, Croatia. Yeah, number one uh, from Labin, Croatia. Um, a lovely, lovely woman which I'm very, I think, I, can I call her a friend? I think I can call her a friend. I'd like to call her She friend. might be too cool for you. She might be too cool for me. But I think I can call her a friend. I don't know. We'll find out. She'll get in touch. <laughs> She's but, quite uh, direct. And so she will say, she'll send you, mess- send you a message saying, no, we're no, not friends. We're acquaintances. We're not. We loosely know each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, she got in touch with a really great voice message for us to listen to of her 
thing that she wished she'd have known before she moved and work abroad. So should we start with that and then yes. we can discuss common Let's do comment? That. Okay. Hi, it's Melissa and Laban, Istria. I think the first thing that comes into my mind is to speak the language of smile, the universal language of friendliness, to look someone dead in the eyes, have a big smile on your face, and try whatever baby language you might know. Might be a word, it might be pointing, it might be silliness, but to look someone in the eye and have a smile on your face goes so much further. Of course, to say hello, goodbye, and thank you in their language makes massive, massive inroads into whatever it is you need to connect, to get what you need, to meet people, and to show them that you're interested in being a part of the community. I think I waited too long to do that. And once I started, what a difference. The thing That's just beautiful. And the thing with Melissa is that she, in terms of community, she puts the male in community. Actually, there's no male in community. But she, she, any community that's around in Istria, people know who Mel is. Yeah. I mean, not only is she the very first digital nomad, as you mentioned before, the very first digital nomad in um, in Croatia, but also uh, she runs one of the biggest groups in Croatia. She is so welcoming. She spends so much time on it. She's so generous with her thoughts, her ideas, um, with her advice. Um, her empathy, her honestness. And I think this is why we both... Honestness. Really, honestness. That's not a word. Honesty. That's the word. There it is. Been there somewhere. <laughs> Honesty. <laughs> Sorry, it's the rack here. Um, what was I saying? Yes, she's just the what and I think that's why we both really connected with her. Is because she is. And if you go back to listen to her episode, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, it's just really honest. Like it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And we're not saying this to drag you down, but you know, there is a thing called toxic positivity when someone is around you all the time. You go, it's fine. It'll be great. Oh, my God. We're alive. And you're like, shut the fuck up, man. I'm having a bad day. This is shit. Get in the hole, would you, Jeff? Honestly. Uh, not that hole, Jeff. Wrong hole. <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe take that bit out. No, no, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> anyway, so no, she, you're absolutely right. I think when, when we say get in the hole, it refers to our Samaritans training. If you're not from the UK, in fact, I don't think it's just UK, but Samaritans is basically a service where you ring up and if you're in distress, then this sounds like a really weird segue from me going, getting in the hole and Samaritans. But you, if you're in distress, then someone will actually sit there and listen to you. And the whole training of Samaritans was brilliant because it told you, you don't, that, um, sympathy is standing at the top of the hole looking at someone in the hole going oh it must be rubbish down there whereas empathy is you get in the hole with the person and you say it's dark here isn't it oh it's not so good mm. i know we've mentioned that before but anyway that's that was a little bit of a context to getting in leanne's <laughs> hole but it is it's a subtle difference but a really important one and i think yeah if yeah get if someone's having a bad day Get in the hole, get in there with them. They'll 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 tell you when they're ready for the positive talk. But before that, just get in the hole. I'm sorry, have you got a message there, Al? I'm sorry, I forgot to turn my phone off. Honestly, the unprofessionalism. <laughs> We're professional broadcasters, you know. <laughs> drinking our third drink on a on a on a Thursday, Friday. What day is it? It's Friday. It's fine. It's okay. Friday. Night. Oh, it's fine. But um, going back to Melissa's voice. Yes. <laughs> I was looking for a segue too. Um yeah, it was a lovely message. And I think, so 
Mel sent this to me a few days ago and I listened to it and and it was it was very timely because I think maybe it was a week before I think I came back to you, didn't I? I was like, the woman in Aldi was just such a bitch to me, not in Aldi and Lidl was such a bitch to me. Like I mm. asked for something in my best creation and she just went, What? And then I was like, Oh God, it's me. Like she doesn't understand and I'm such an idiot. Um and I think, yeah, listening to that, I was kind of like, Yes. It's not it's not me. She's probably having a bad day. She's probably sick to the back teeth of tourists and now thinking, you know, mid-November at the time and you're not gone yet. Mm. Um and you know, maybe she's just like, who knows what's going on in her life? She's maybe having a bad day. So I heard this from from Mel and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And I went, I went out today to buy some salmon for our dinner over the weekend. And um, and I said to the lady, you know, do you speak a little bit of English? And she was like, a little bit. So I kind of did my little the best I can. And like you say, big smile, pointing. Um, looked at the salmon, which I think is losos. I think sounds about right. Yeah, yes, yeah. Am I correct me? I think it's losos. I said losos. I was like about this thick and like smiling, using my hand gestures. And she said, yeah, of course, haven't I? I said, Devar, which is two in creation. And she's like, oh, very good. And I felt so good. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm trying. I feel like I've connected. I feel, and I've just basically said two in creation. But I think it's what <laughs> Melissa was saying about, even if you use your baby bit of language mm-hmm. with a big smile, positive energy, you, you get some some love back, which is really nice. And I think something that Leanne says, because you know she's a psychologist, which is a very fancy term for someone who can see what you're thinking at any point in time. Any but, point in time. <laughs> but what, what Leanne's always said, which is really cool, is that what people say is rarely about you and more about them. So what we forget, I think, of living abroad is that there's the same number of people having the same number of shit days. Mm-hmm. And so you go in and you say, um, like, for example, if you go and ask for a pivo, so you go, um, tree pivo molim, which I'm sorry, Melissa, when you're listening, this is that's such awful Croatian, but basically it's my attempt to say three pivo. I've not properly changed the ending of pivo. It should be probably, I think it should be piva or pv. So I've not said pivo it properly. Pivo is beer, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, that's beer. So I've not really Con, not conjugated, but I've not really changed the, the the noun to be the right number or whatever. But most people will go, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'll bring them. Some people are just going to be having a bad day and going, I cannot be asked with your shit today. So just, you know, you have to accept that. The second thing I think, which is really, really important here is that when you smile at someone and you look them directly in the eyes, not many people do that. Think about just think for a second. When was the last time someone looked you directly in the eyes and smiled genuinely at you who you didn't end up sleeping with? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. So who you come around smiling at? Well, based 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 on this particular example, <laughs> then I'll be sleeping with the girl from Consum. Well, I say the girl, <laughs> she was maybe in her 60s, late 60s, um, at any point in time. But the point is that looking someone directly in the eye, smiling, genuinely smiling and asking for something just makes such a difference. So there's, there's that. The second thing, which I think was something I learned pretty early on in, when I was learning Spanish, was that I would say something in Spanish and then someone would say it back to me and I would assume that they were correcting me and telling me what that I'd said it wrong. But actually, it's the same. If you think about if you're in the UK, the US, whatever, someone from a different country comes across and says something like, can I have 
three beers, please. And you go, three beers? All you're saying is, do you want three beers? You're not going, you've said that wrong. I think you're a knob and I'm going to correct you. Whereas <laughs> when you're the foreigner speaking the home language, I don't know about you, but I often think, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I've said it wrong. They're correcting me. They're saying that I've said it completely, completely wrong. And I think you just need to remember that that it's just genuine. That, oh, the hands phone's gone off Sorry. this time. Um, I think it's just genuinely that they're going to be, they're just confirming that's what you want. So I think really the lesson is yeah. that let's assume that everyone is actually pretty cool until they prove otherwise. I think that's a good lesson. I think that's a good lesson. Yeah. And I think the other thing I really liked that, that Melissa said was about and, you know, it can be about trying language. It can be just about putting yourself in situations, but trying to be part of the community. I mean, Melissa's taking it to a whole other level by creating mm. a community with the the Nomads Istria group, which is such a valuable resource. If you are thinking or currently live in Istria and aren't part of this group, please do it. It's, we met so many amazing and lovely What's the group people. called? Oh, no, Digital Nomads Istria. In Expats Ist in Istria. Expats in Istria. Expats in Istria. Well done, Leanne. Thank you. Good promotion. <laughs> but it is very, very good. But it is, it's been part of that community, whether it's part of the expat community, whether it's part of the local community. You know, even little things like we were in, we were in Spain over summer and our Airbnb house, we were lucky enough they lived across the road from us. There was a religious festival on, <clears throat> um, what was it called? Uh, something Spanish. Something Spanish to do with. The fisherman. The oh, Virgin, Virgin. Virgin del Carmen. Virgin del Carmen. Where it's, yes, religious celebration, but the whole the whole town comes together and my mum and dad were over and our Airbnb host knew this. And they were like, come down, we'll take you around, we'll go here, we'll go there. And people are so <laughs> generous with their time, with their knowledge, with their hospitality. Um, just say yes. You know, even if you're like, like me, a bit of an introvert, you're like, well, that's going to be awkward because my Spanish is basic and their English is okay and just say yes because we had such an amazing time and we could recount countless memories like that across the world from eating anniversary cake in Goa <laughs> no it doesn't go in Kerala in South India which was from brilliant. from the bride's no from the wife's hand from the, from the wife's pre-covid pre-covid not yes, in these times Leanne, not, no. not in these times no um but yeah to to being ridiculously drunk at a wine festival in slovenia um there's you know there's so many just say yes get involved and as melissa says that universal language of smile I think, I think Leanne's just nailed it there. That if you are going to move abroad, it's okay if you're an introvert. That's okay. But don't expect locals to come up to you and go, would you like to be friends? Because if you think about it from a local's point of view, then if, you, if they invite you out and they're, say, the only people who speak English or, or enough English to be able to speak to you, they're going to have to work all night to speak the local language to their friends and then translate to you. Um, so really, it's like a massive honour if you're invited out by a local. It's a massive honour if you're invited around to a local's house, particularly if, excuse me, particularly if some of their family don't speak English. Like we've been 
come quite a few times to people's houses where we've been to the family and the older generation speak perfect Italian, perfect Croatian, but not English. And why would they? Because it was it was Croatian run until Croatia. Sorry, actually, that'd be that's a bit political. <laughs> but it was it, there was a lot of Italian influence, should we say, up until the seventies. Um, and so, why would they speak? So, don't expect people to just speak your language. Think about it, the fact that you are a guest and they are having to work to translate what's going on for you. I feel like I've labored a point there. I feel there's a dead horse on the floor and I'm stood there and you've walked over me and I've got a whip in my hand. I think you maybe got a bit lost, yeah. but I think you made a really beautiful point that it, it is an honor to get invited round to or invited out with the local, get invited round to the house. And I'll always remember, and I'm sure, I'm, I've no doubt we talked about it before on the podcast, that our Slovenian family, oh, you would just make my heart melt. Um, and our Slovenian mum, Yoranka, she says she doesn't speak English, but she oh, seems she to understand what's going on. <laughs> but she'll, you know, she'll say a few words, but otherwise, you know, people will translate things for her. But, you know, it's when you're there, it's you use other gestures, like Melissa said, you know, if you try someone's food, you make a big, you be a bit more theatrical about it so mm. people understand you. You know, you you choose your little baby languages and say, oh, this is good, this is good, if that's all you can say. And I'll never forget when she invited us around for dinner and we did all this and and it was, as you say, such an honor to be there. And then she just, she just looked at me dead in the eye and reached over and squeezed my hand. And honestly, like I welled up because it's just that mm-hmm. moment where you realize we don't need to speak the same language to, to share an experience and form a connection. And I think once you take that pressure off, then you can have some incredible moments. I think that's a really good point to, to kind of finish on is that, It's the incredible moments that you're going to have when you travel. Uh, We had Luke on two episodes ago, I think. And Luke was, if you listened, if you wrote down what Luke said, then probably there'd be 60% in the negative column and 40% in the positive. But as he said towards the end, he said that there is nothing like waking up and looking over a river that you would, over a scene that you'd never see in your home country. Um, or going and meeting someone and just that you might have met 10 people who are one has tried to rip you off five have tried to sell you drugs three of <laughs> we yeah we could try to sell some Budapest yeah Budapest <laughs> yeah if you if you want to buy drugs go to Budapest because <laughs> they literally just, get on their bikes stand there and someone come up <laughs> I'll tell you about the story in uh, in uh, Vietnam at one point, which is not drugs, but we'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, well, another episode. Anyway, my point I think I'm trying to make is that embrace it. Don't don't feel like just because of the language barrier, use your smile, have a genuine smile, and genuinely approach everything as if it's just magical and amazing. Because let's be honest, every experience is magical and amazing, unless yeah. it's really bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think what I'm really going to enjoy about this Podmas is, is that a lesson I already knew? Is that a thing I already knew? Sure. Yeah, it was. Had I practiced that recently? Probably not so much. Had I started to forget that you can have these moments without sharing a language? Absolutely. No one's perfect. And if you're, you know, you're listening to this and you live and work abroad and you've had a shit day and you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? It's for, as Luke said, those extraordinary moments. And I am looking forward to 
getting re-inspired this podmas so yeah get in touch if you live and work abroad what's a lesson that perhaps you'd forgotten about what's the lesson as you hear them that you connect with that you share the frustrations or the joy in let's make this podmas about all of us because i am i'm excited to yeah learn again and reacquaint myself a little bit with the things that I know I should be doing, but I'm probably not right now. So search um, Instagram for a sideways life. You can leave a voice message there. Um, there's a very good chance we'll feature you. So just jump on your on your Instagram, leave a voice message, say that, tell us the things that you um that you didn't expect or no, what's the hang on? What what are we asking? What's the question we're asking? I've had things too you much wish things you here. wish you'd have known before you lived and worked abroad. Exactly. And also you've been a little bit kind of like a counselor or a psychiatrist tonight, listener. Um so um so basically send your invoice to the same place and we'll uh, we'll get it settled <laughs> because I feel a lot better after having these conversations and getting off our chest. Me too, especially with yeah, all the current paperwork. It's uh, we'll try not to go on about that but yeah thank you lovely happy friday happy second december trees going up tomorrow very excited mm-hmm. yes we are buying christmas decorations again for the third year in a row kath and dave hope you'll enjoy the ones we left behind <laughs> if you've not if you've not found them yet they're in the garage as you walk in left hand side <laughs> towards the back about 150 euros of decorations <laughs> there there's a great little like um they call them like is it grandfather frost oh yeah yeah Here, there's a great little stand up one of them he does fall over in the window so you need to pop him against something a beautiful wreath that was my favorite decoration from last year fuckload of baubles yeah, lights, loads of lights, I think, as well. Enjoy. I'll tell you what, do you know what? I'd, what I'd, just before we go, I'd really love to hear is if you live in a country other than Croatia, Spain, or the UK, tell us who your Father Christmas is. Because we've got Grandfather Frost in Croatia, but I'd love to know if, like, some, like, in in Finland, it's just a dude on a skateboard or something in speedos. I'd, I'd love to know if there's a different <laughs> Father Christmas in your. How about you get to anyone from like a warmer climate? Oh yeah, just like Southern Hemisphere Christmas. Does Father Christmas have a beard? It'd be hot in. Well, he's not going to wear that red fur coat, surely. No, you wouldn't have thought so. Not in Auckland. No, not in these times. So does that mean that Santa Claus changes? Like, does he start... Like metamorphosizes or...? No, I mean, like, what he's wearing. So he's going to start, like, New Zealand side, right? Because they get Christmas Day first. When he's delivering his presents, I'm talking about. So when he's in his sleigh... I'm wondering if we could... I'm just going to... When I edit this, I'm going to fade this out into (laughs) the music. But does he start, like, wearing, like shorts and t-shirts and then have to get a small like 